ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد so we've been discussing this book which explains the conditions of la ilaha illa allah this testimony of tawheed that there is no deity worthy of worship in truth except allah <coughs> and we've been going through some of the meanings of that la ilaha illa allah and what it necessitates and what it means and what it requires a muslim to do and now we're on the final section the seventh condition which is acceptance which then negates rejection meaning that a person has complete acceptance of this la ilaha illallah he completely accepts that and we already mentioned previously that you have one of the conditions which is yaqeen that you have certainty in this la ilaha illallah so here this is going to discuss about accepting. The first ayah which is mentioned here, قوله تعالى وكذلك ما أرسلنا من قبلك في قرية من نذير إلا قال مترفوها إن وجدنا آباءنا على أمة وإن على آثارهم مقتدون. قال أولو جئتكم بأهدا مما وجدتم. عليه آباءكم قالوا إنا بما أرسلتم به كافرون فانتقمنا منهم فانظر كيف كان عاقبة المكذبين In this ayah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says and similarly we sent not, we sent not a warner before you i.e. before Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to any town of people Except that the luxurious ones amongst them, they used to say, we found our fathers following a certain way. And the religion, we will indeed follow their footsteps. So they would say, we found our fathers upon a certain way and a religion, and we're going to follow their footsteps. So then the warner that was sent to them by Allah would say to them, even if I bring you better guidance than that which you found your fathers following, then they would say, verily we disbelieve in that which you have been sent with. So then Allah says, we took revenge of them. Then see what was the end result of those who denied Islam. Similarly Allah says, إِنَّهُمْ كَانُوا إِذَا قِيلَ لَهُمْ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ يَسْتَكْبِرُونَ وَيَقُولُونَ إِنَّا لَتَارِكُوا آلِهَتِنَا لِشَاعِرٍ مَجْنُونَ Truly when it was said to them, when it was said to them, La ilaha illallah, that there is no deity worthy of worship in truth except Allah, they puffed themselves up with pride and they said, are we going to abandon our gods for the sake of a mad poet? This is what Allah mentioned in the Quran, some of them used to say and do in response to when this da'wah came to them, when this tawheed came to them, when the La ilaha illallah came to them. And that's why this condition is going to explain now that this arrogance and pride and haughtiness, it has no room, it has no space. An individual who wishes to be upon this religion correctly, then he must accept the testification of La ilaha illallah. وَمِنَ السُنَّ مَا ثَبَتَ عَنَبِي مُوسَى رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ عَنِ نَبِسَى سَلَّمْ قَالْ 
Similarly from the sunnah, there is the hadith of Abu Musa radiyallahu anhu that the Prophet said, مثل ما بعثني الله به من الهدى والعلم كمثل الغيف الكثير أصاب أرضا فكان منها نقية قبلت الماء فأنبتت الكلى والعشب الكثير وكانت منها أجادم أمسكت الماء فنفع بها الله الناس فشربوا وسقوا وزرعوا وأصاب منها طائفة أخرى إنما هي قيعان لا تمسك ما ولا تنبت كلى فذلك مثل من مثل من فقه في دين الله ونفعه ما بعثني الله به فعلم وعلم ومثل من لم يرفع بذلك رأسا ولم يقبل هدى الله الذي أرسلت به In this hadith the Prophet ﷺ mentions that the example of the guidance and the knowledge with which Allah has sent me with is like an abundant rainfall on the earth some of which was fertile soil that absorbed the water and brought forth vegetation and grass in abundance. So the example of the guidance and the knowledge that I've been sent with from Allah is like the example of when heavy rainfall comes and some of the earth where that rainfall falls is fertile soil. So it absorbs the water and it brings out the vegetation and the grass. Another portion of it was hard and held the rainwater. And Allah benefited the people with it and they utilized it for drinking, making the animals drink from it and irrigated the land for cultivation. So another part of the land was dry and hard and it held the rainwater. And so the people, they benefited from that too. And a portion of it was barren. As some of this land where the rainwater, rainwater fell, which could neither hold the water, it was barren land, the water couldn't be held on it, so people couldn't take that and gather it and use it, and neither was it uh, bringing forth any vegetation. It was neither a place where water could collect so people could use it, neither was it fertile so that the vegetation could come out of it. The first is the example of the person who comprehends Allah's religion and gets benefit from that knowledge which Allah the Exalted has revealed through me and learns then teaches others. The last example is that of a person who does not care for it and does not take Allah's guidance revealed through me. These are the examples that the Prophet ﷺ gave about those who accept the La ilaha illallah and those who do not like land which is fertile and grows the fruits and vegetations, and other land which is barren and cannot benefit. It cannot be holding the water for people. People cannot gather the water from it and utilize it, neither can they grow the vegetation in it. So that is the example of an individual who does not accept and does not care for the guidance revealed to him from Allah, via the prophets and the messengers. And as for the land which has the growth and the land which brings forth the vegetation, then that is the example of the land which accepts that growth and brings about the vegetation, and that is like the one who accepts this guidance from Allah and this knowledge which has come. So you see the difference between the types of people. So here then if we go over these evidences, firstly the ayah, وَكَذَلِكَ مَا أَرْسَلْنَا مِنْ قَبْلِكَ فِي قَرْيَةٍ مِنْ نَذِيرٍ إِلَّا قَالَ مُتْرَفُوهَا that indeed we did not send to any place a warner except that the luxurious from amongst them they said. That was the ayah where 
they would say that we're going to follow what we found our forefathers upon. We found our forefathers upon a particular way. We found our forefathers practicing a particular religion. We're going to follow that. Then when the warners would say to them, even if we bring you revelation and truth, they will say, indeed, we will disbelieve in you. We're going to follow what our forefathers came with. That's what some of them would say. So here, Al-Shaykh Ubaid, Hafizahullah says, يُخْبِرُ جَلَّ ثَنَاءُ أَنَّ سَنِيعَ قُرَيْشٍ وَمَنْ حَوْلَهُمْ فِي رَدِّهِمْ دَعْوَةَ النَّبِيِّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ وَإِعْرَاضِهِمْ عَمَّا جَاءَ بِهِ مِنَ الْحَقِّ هُوَ شَبِيهٌ بِسَنِيعِ الْأُمَمِ السَّالِفَةِ مَعَ أَنْبِيَائِهِمْ وَالْبَاعِثُ لِهَؤُلَاءِ وَأُولَئِكَ هُوَ التَّقْلِيدُ لِلْأَشْخَاصِ أَوْ التَّقْلِيدُ لِلْأَشْخَاصِ وَالنِّحَلِ اللَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى explains here and tells us that the manner in which the Quraysh behaved those individuals at the time of the Prophet ﷺ, the manner in which they behaved when the Prophet ﷺ came with the revelation to them. He came with the guidance. Allah sent the revelation upon him and he took it to them. But when he took that revelation to Quraysh, those individuals who were upon shirk at that time, then they rejected this da'wah of the Prophet ﷺ, and they shunned away from it, and they refused to accept it. And that's why when it's mentioned that the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam used to say to them, "Qulu la ilaha illallah, tuflihu, say la ilaha illallah." This testification that there is no deity worthy of worship in truth except Allah, i.e., abandon all of your other deities and gods and making intercession and du'a to the graves, worship Allah alone. They would say, "Aja'al al-alihata ilahan wahida, inna hada la shayun ajab." They would say, has he made all of our gods into one God? Does he want us to abandon all of these other gods of ours and only worship one Allah? That's something strange. They would say, that's strange. They wanted to remain upon the religion of their shirk that they found their forefathers upon. And that is the example given here with regards to what Allah mentions in the ayah that previous nations used to say the same thing. When the messengers, the prophets used to go to them, warn them, they would say, we found our forefathers doing something else. Our forefathers taught us something else. Their religion was something else. We're going to stay on that. And we're not going to believe in what you bring us. So this ayah proves clearly that that is an incorrect principle. An incorrect methodology. There is no doubt that the Quran and the Sunnah teaches us to have the mannerisms towards the parents, the respect and the honor for the parents. But that does not mean that a person follows and obeys even his own parents if it is misguidance. If your parents tell you to commit shirk, then clearly that is impermissible. If your parents tell you something which is a bid'ah and you are aware from the Quran and the Sunnah, it's an innovation, then you do not do it. So these individuals... They went to an extreme in that they said, no, our forefathers, they told us this, that's what we're going to do. And you find some people that way now. And this is from the plots of the shaitan. That he comes to the people and he says, yes, but your family, your forefathers, your parents, your grandparents, all of your community, this is what they do. How can you go and listen to these other people? Even if they say they've got evidences, even if they say they've got proofs, and they have. They're showing you all these ayat, they're showing you all these ahadith. 
The argument is very clear and sound. But no, I have my parents, I have my community. But look what Allah says here now. This is what the people they used to say before. When the prophets and messengers came to them with guidance and truth, they would say, no, but our forefathers, our forefathers didn't do that, we're going to stay with them. And that was something which was clearly incorrect of them to do, because what was correct of them to do would be to follow the guidance when it came to them. Not to blindly follow personalities, even if it was their own forefathers. The guidance from Allah is more deserving and befitting to be followed. That is what should be followed, not the forefathers, if the forefathers were wrong. قال الشيخ عبد الرحمن بن ناصر السعدي رحمه الله وكذلك ما أرسلنا من قبلك في قرية من من نذير إلا قال مترفوها أي من منعموها وملأها الذين أطغتهم أطغتهم الدنيا وغرتهم الأموال واستكبروا على الحق meaning that those people who used to have money they used to have wealth they used to be luxurious those types of people used to become arrogant as this ayah mentions. And they would say, that we have found our forefathers upon a different way, we're not going to listen to you. So when the Quraysh said to the Prophet ﷺ that we're upon the religion of our forefathers, that was not something new. People prior to them had already made that type of claim and argument. That we're staying with the religion of our forefathers. That was something that had already been done and it was just blind following. Not looking at the reality of the guidance and the revelation from Allah. All they wanted to do was to protect their own people. To protect their own community. To keep their own respect for their tribe and their community and their forefathers. And in reality the religion and the revelation from Allah is superior to all of that. But everybody keeps things in balance. It doesn't mean that if your parents are upon misguidance or they're committing some innovation, or your family members are upon that, that you begin to behave in a manner which is not befitting. You behave in a manner which is befitting still to give them da'wah, to encourage them to guidance, to encourage them to understand the reality of what is the revelation, the evidences, the proofs, in order that maybe they may change their ways. So you give the da'wah in a good way in an honorable way to them that they listen and they accept. But these individuals, they were only doing it, not for honor and respect, as a means of honor and respect, yes, but because of blind following. They just wanted to keep their own tradition with their forefathers as a means of this blind following. Because the prophets and messengers used to say to them, أَوَلَوْ جِئْتُكُمْ بِأَهْدَى مِمَّا وَجَدْتُمْ عَلَيْهِ آبَاءَكُمْ what if we bring something to you which is more, better, guidance, greater than what your forefathers had for you? Better than what you found your forefathers upon, <coughs> guidance. Then they would say, We disbelieve in that which you have been sent with. So this was clear that they didn't want the truth. They didn't want the guidance. They didn't care. All they wanted was their own Blind following. فَانْظُرْ كَيْفَ كَانَ عَاقِبَةُ الْمُكَذِّبِينَ So then Allah says, look to see, wait to see what will be the end result and the punishment of those uh, people who used to belie and refuse and reject the truth. They would reject the truth. So Allah says, look to see, wait to see what their punishment will be. Those individuals who refuse to accept the narrations when they are clear, 
refuse to accept the evidences when they are clear. But they want to follow their people, they want to respect and honor their own individuals. They want to keep their own respect amongst their communities. And they don't realize that the love of Allah and the honor that Allah, that they have with Allah is greater. If they were to follow the guidance and the Quran and the Sunnah as it's been revealed, that would be better for them and more respectable and honorable to them than to keep their honor and face amongst their communities. So be aware that this condition of La ilaha illallah, it is to have complete acceptance of it. To have complete acceptance, not any type of rejection or arrogance or pride or haughtiness. Not any type of we're following our forefathers even if we're wrong. We're following our communities even if we're wrong. Rather you follow the Qur'an and the Sunnah and the evidences. And that's why Allah says in the end as well, فَانْتَقَمْنَا مِنْهُمْ And we took revenge upon them, that we took care of them and they were given their due right in terms of the punishment. Uh, so what's to be benefited from here? تَثْبِيتُ قَلْبِ النَّبِي صَلَّى اللَّهُ وَتَسْلِيَتُهُ وَأَنَّهُ لَيْسَ بِدَعًا مِنَ الْمَرْدُودِ أَقْوَالُهُمْ كَمَا أَنَّ قَوْمَهُ لَيْسَ بِدَعًا مِنَ الْمُكَذِّبِينَ Firstly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in these ayat was clarifying to the Prophet as a way of consoling the Prophet and comforting him that it's not something new what the Quraysh are saying to you. When they say, we're not going to follow you, you're a madman, you're a magician, we're going to stay with our forefathers in the shirk. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala clarified in these ayat that it's not something new. People used to say that before to the Prophets and Messengers, we're not going to follow your guidance, we're going to stick to what we were learnt from our forefathers. So this was as a means of consoling and comforting the Prophet ﷺ that it's not anything new what they are saying now. Also, there's a warning in these ayat in opposing the commandments of the Prophet ﷺ. For those people who oppose the Qur'an and the Sunnah, the revelation that has come, then there's a severe warning to them in these ayat. Because Allah says at the end, That those individuals will have their punishment. See what their punishment will be, wait what their punishment will be for those who oppose the Prophet and refuse to accept his guidance. Also the ayat tell us the danger of blind following. Blind following is not what our religion is based upon. Blind following, as many people they'll do, they'll say, but our madhab says you do this. You tell them, but there's evidence about this and that. They say, no, our madhab says you do this. Do they not know that even all of the imams Al-Imam Abu Hanifa, Al-Imam Malik, Al-Imam Shafi'i, Al-Imam Ahmed ibn Hanbal, all of them said, if you find something, a proof or an evidence which goes against what we've said, if you find a proof or an evidence, because they weren't prophets, they were great imams, no doubt, we have honor and respect for them. They had great imams, they were great imams, but they weren't prophets. That's why they said, if you find some evidence which goes against what we said, then what do you do? They all said, all of them, Shafi'i, Malik, Ahmed, Abu Hanifa, all of them, Rahimahumullah, said, follow the evidence and forget about what we said there. <coughs> if you find something which goes against what we said, because everybody can make a mistake, that's why Imam Malik said that nobody after the Prophet ﷺ is perfect in everything. Or rather his wording was that everybody can be correct in what they say and they can also be mistaken. Everybody can say good things and they can make mistakes except the Prophet ﷺ after him. Uh, the Prophet ﷺ, what he used to say was revelation. Allah said in the Quran, وَمَا يَنْتِقُ عَنِ الْهَوَىٰ He doesn't speak from desires. That's revelation to the Prophet ﷺ. But after that, 
the great imams, maybe sometimes there might be some issue that was not quite correct. Maybe there was a hadith that they weren't aware of. The four imams, they didn't have every single hadith in the sunnah. They had lots. Many of them, some of them had more than others. Al-Imam Shafi, Ahmed Malik had more than Imam Abu Hanifa, for example. So they had hadith, but they didn't have every single one. That's why they said, if you find something which goes against what we say, then follow the sunnah from the Prophet if you find it. Something against what we say. Don't just blindly follow the madhab. So this is what these ayat, they indicate as well. Blind following like that, that's not correct. Blindly following a madhab and saying, that's it, we're just going to do that, what the imam said. What about the greater imam, the Prophet Muhammad What he says and the evidence says, that's more deserving to be followed. And that's what this ayah also mentions. Uh, also, there's another narration which proves that the mushrikeen at that time, they were very staunch upon staying with what their forefathers were upon. And they thought that if they left what their forefathers were upon, it would be an insult to their forefathers. That's in the example of Abu Talib. When Abu Talib, the uncle of the Prophet ﷺ, who helped and aided and supported and defended the Prophet ﷺ, he used to help him and aid him and support him and defend him, and used to protect him against the mushrikeen, even though Abu Talib wasn't a Muslim. He wasn't Muslim, but he used to protect and help and aid the Prophet ﷺ, because even Abu Talib knew really Islam is correct. Abu Talib knew that. He knew Islam is correct and he knew Tawheed is correct and he knew what the Messenger of Allah وسلم, was with the revelation was correct. But he couldn't accept it. He wouldn't accept it even though he knew. Why wouldn't he accept it? Because he thought it would be an insult to his forefathers. He said, if I leave the religion of shirk, leave all these idols, then isn't that going to be like an insult to my forefathers who have all throughout their generations taught us these types of worships. It will be an insult to them as if they were all wrong and now we found the right religion. This is the shaitan, how he came and gave these whispers. If you leave the religion, you'll be doing an insult to your forefathers. And that is wrong. That is not an insult. You are following the guidance that Allah has given to you. You are following the guidance, the revelation. That is more deserving to be done. Not to listen to the whispers of the shaitan, but it's going to be an insult. What is an insult is an insult to yourself that you're not following the guidance then. And look at what happened to Abu Talib. Because of this fear that he was going to insult his forefathers, he never accepted Islam and he died as a mushrik. Then in the end, what is the end result? He's going to be in the hellfire. So this type of belief is incorrect that you're just going to follow what your forefathers taught you. Whatever somebody in your community tells you, we're just going to go with the people, go with the flow. That's incorrect. The religion of Islam, there are evidences and there are proofs. There is the Qur'an, there is the Sunnah. And many of the people out there, they fail to study and research that properly. Instead, it's just stories. There was a great Imam and he used to have dreams and he used to go to paradise and they give you stories like this all the time. That's not what the religion is about. The religion is the Qur'an, the speech of Allah. The religion is the Sunnah, all these hadith from the Sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. Bukhari, Muslim, thousands of hadith. This is where you take the religion from. Then after that, uh, Sheikh Abdul Rahman Al-Sa'di, Rahimahullah Ta'ala mentions, إِنَّهُمْ كَانُوا إِذَا قِيلَ لَهُمْ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ فَدَعُوا إِلَيْهَا فَدَعُوا إِلَيْهَا وَأُمِرُوا فَدُعُوا إِلَيْهَا وَأُمِرُوا بِتَرْكِ إِلَهِيَّةِ 
مَا سِوَا يَسْتَكْبِرُونَ That when those people used to be invited to La ilaha illallah, they would become arrogant. Uh, and they would say, أَإِنَّ لَتَارِكُ آلِهَتِنَا Are we going to leave all of our other gods? And they would say to the Prophet ﷺ, شَاعِرٌ مَجْنُونَ That you are a, a crazy or a mad poet. These are the types of descriptions they would give to the Prophet ﷺ. So they didn't just deny what the Prophet ﷺ said. They went even more than that. May Allah disgrace them. They went even further than that and they began to name the Prophet ﷺ with these abusive names and these lies against him. Um, Shaykh Ubaid mentions that this style of theirs whereby they would deny what the Prophet ﷺ gave to them and they would abuse him in that way it is from the most disgusting of the ways most degrading of the ways of those people and that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala refuted them in the Quran and he said بَلْ جَاءَ بِالْحَقِّ وَصَدَّقَ الْمُرْسَلِينَ rather he came with the truth Rather, he came with the truth and he attests to the uh, messengers, the truthfulness of the messengers. So the Prophet ﷺ came with the truth. He didn't come with his own words, his own lies. That is from these people who claim that. Rather, the Prophet ﷺ came with the truth, with revelation. He came with, as Allah said, وَمَا يَنْتِقُ عَنِ الْهَوَى He doesn't speak from his own desires. And Allah said, وَمَا آتَاكُمُ الرَّسُولُ فَخُذُوهُ that which the Prophet ﷺ gives you, then take it. And that which he prohibits you from, then stay away from it. This is clear guidance that came from the Prophet ﷺ. The final hadith I will mention then, was the hadith in Al-Bukhari and Muslim. The hadith where the Prophet ﷺ said that the example of the one who accepts the guidance and the one who does not, is like the land that accepts the water and the vegetation comes, and the land which is barren, and nothing comes forth from it. That's the example of a person who accepts and a person who does not accept. The Shaykh says, وَجْهُ اسْتِدْلَالِ الْمُسَنِّفِ بِهِ يَظْهَرُ مِنْ قَوْرِهِ فَذَلِكَ مَثَلُ مَنْ فَقِهَ فِي دِينِ اللَّهِ وَنَفْعَهُ مَا بَعَثَنِي اللَّهُ بِهِ فَعَلِمَ وَعَلِّمَ وَمَثَلُ مَا وَمَثَلُ مَنْ لَمْ يَرْفَعَ بِذَلِكَ رَأْسًا وَلَمْ يَقْبَلْ هُدَى اللَّهِ الَّذِي this is the explanation of the hadith now as Al-Imam al-Nawawi mentioned. That people are three types. When it comes to this guidance and this revelation which has come, people are three types. An-Naw'u al-Awwal, the first type, مِنَ الْأَرْضِ يَنْتَفِعُ بِالْمَطَرِ فَيَحْيَا بَعَدَ أَنْ كَانَ مَيِّتًا وَيَنْبُتُ الْكَلَأَ فَتَنْتَفِعُ بِهَا النَّاسِ وَالدَّوَابُ وَالزَرْعُ وَغَيْرِهَا One type of earth which was mentioned was the earth which is Benefits from the water. The water goes into it and the vegetation comes forth. And it benefits and the earth becomes vegetated and green and everything grows. That type of earth is like the people who when the guidance comes to them, they learn it and they memorize it and they accept it and they act upon it. Just like that earth when the water comes to it, the earth accepts the water and the vegetation comes out. So some people they are like that. When the knowledge comes to them and the guidance comes to them and the evidences come to them, their heart is open to that and they accept those evidences and proofs and guidance and they act upon it and they learn it. That's one type. That's 
There was another type of earth which was mentioned in the hadith, which is where water can't go into it, it's dry, but it collects the water. The water collects on that earth. Nothing grows on it there, but the water collects there. It gathers there. So people come and take that water and use it and benefit. So even though the earth itself can't do anything, vegetation doesn't come out, it at least gathers the water for other people to be able to come and take it away. That's like some people who, لَهُمْ قُلُوبٌ حَافِظًا لَكِنْ لَيْسَتْ لَهُمْ أَفْهَامْ ثَاقِبًا وَلَا رَسُوخْ لَهُمْ فِي الْعَاقَلِ يَسْتَنْبِطُونَ بِهِ الْمَعَانِ وَالْحَيَامِ وَلَيْسَ عِنْدَهُمْ اِجْتِهَادٍ فِي الطَّاعَةِ وَالْعَمَلِ بِهِ فَهُمْ يَحْفَظُونَ حَتَّى يَأْتِي طَالِبٌ مُحْتَاجٌ مُتَعَطِّشٌ لِمَا عِنْدَهُمْ مِنْ الْعِلْمِ أَهْلٌ لِلنَّفْعِ وَالِانْتِفَاعِ فَيَأْخُذُهُ مِنْهُمْ فَيَنْتَفِعُ بِهِ فَهَؤُلَاءِ نَفَعُوا بِمَا بَلَغَهُمْ There are some people whose hearts they can memorize some people they memorize the knowledge when it comes to them and they understand they, they have that ability to hold that knowledge but they don't really have that much understanding to that level that degree of understanding or being firm upon that or being able to derive evidences but they have that knowledge and they are able to memorize that knowledge so when other people come to them those types of individuals then at least they are able to give that knowledge to other people and other people can take that knowledge from them even though they themselves may not be from the greatest of the people in their actions they may not be the greatest of the people in their understanding, but they've memorized the knowledge when it came to them, and other people can take it from them. The third type was the earth where nothing happens on it. The earth, it can't grow anything, and no water can be held on it, so there's no benefit. That is like the people who don't have hearts that memorize this knowledge, that understand this knowledge. They don't uh, benefit from knowledge when they hear it. They don't benefit from the evidences when they hear it. They don't act upon that. That's the third type of people. So these are different types of people. And that's why it is befitting for the people to strive to be from those who when the knowledge comes to them, they accept it and they understand it and they memorize it and they act upon it. That's what an individual should strive to be upon. That is the final condition which is mentioned with regards to this La ilaha illallah which is the acceptance. And that's why this final hadith is speaking about that issue, which is the issue that when knowledge comes to you, when proofs come to you, when evidences come to you, then don't allow blind allegiances to people to block you. Don't allow whispers of the shaitan saying, yes, but what about this and what about that? And what about your community and what about your family? They're all upon a different way. Don't allow whispers of the shaitan to block you from the truth, to block you from the guidance which Allah has sent. So many people, they used to be like Sufis, going to the graves and doing dancing. And we even saw one recently, A'udhu Billah, you've seen how some of these people, they sing in their churches. There was apparently an imam singing in the mosque. They do these things. But then maybe one person, his heart is opened up to this acceptance of the guidance and the knowledge. And as a consequence later on, slowly one by one, all of his family members, they come out of all of that dancing in the mosques and having Christmas lights in the mosque and uh, tinsel on the walls. They come out of all of those celebrations of turning the lights off and rolling around their heads and all these things which are not mentioned in the Quran and the Sunnah. This isn't how the Prophet ﷺ used to do dhikr. Where is the hadith in Bukhari, Muslim, anywhere that they used to sit together with the Prophet ﷺ in a circle, turn the lights off and do their heads and bang and all these things. These people, they are upon lack of understanding. So when one person takes that step to accept the truth, when it comes to him, then slowly one by one, by the permission of Allah, maybe the remainder of the family, 
they begin to accept slowly when they see this individual from their family upon the guidance that he's on and how he's practicing Islam and they begin to understand no doubt this is how the Prophet ﷺ was this is what the Quran and the Sunnah teaches and they began to realize the silliness and the stupidity of what the other methodologies are saying how they're telling them to do this and to do and to go to the graves and make dua slowly they begin to realize so this is something that a person should bear in mind that the seventh condition of La ilaha illallah is that a person, he has the full acceptance of this kalima, of tawheed and its meanings, and accepts the Quran and the Sunnah as it comes to him, those evidences. And he doesn't allow blind following or any other type of whisperings to prevent him from following the knowledge and the evidences when they come to him. So they are the conditions of La ilaha illallah, uh, in the eight lessons that we have done to cover them. So review them and go over them and learn those in order that you may practice this La ilaha illallah and understand it in the proper and correct manner. <coughs> and so we demonstrate our gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for completing the book. And inshallah we will continue our studies from next week with another book or a different set of topics that we will discuss insha'Allah and the lessons are ongoing every Sunday evening at 7.30. وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين.